Duke Energy offers these three tips for understanding your bill. Change air filters on a regular basis. A dirty air filter makes an HVAC system work harder and use more energy. Set your thermostat as high as comfortable. The smaller the difference between the inside and outside temperatures, the lower your energy bill will be. Close blinds and curtains on sunny days. This public service announcement is sponsored by Duke Energy. Duke Energy presents Connecting Counties with your host, Gus Piercy. A look at the economical, social, and educational decisions being made in Hendricks and surrounding counties and how they affect one another. And now your host, Gus Piercy. Welcome to Connecting Counties. My guest this month is Diana Virgil, president of the B&O Trail, the organization responsible for the B&O Trail, which is a paved trail in Hendricks County, running from Raceway Road on the Marion-Hendricks County line to County Road 500 East. The trail has been nearly 30 years in the making, and Diana, a Brownsburg resident, has been the president of the Trail Association for that entire time. It's become a passion project for her. Recently, I met Diana on the trail under the Ronald Reagan Parkway in what is called a conspan tunnel. Here are excerpts from that conversation, and I'll admit the audio is a bit difficult at times with the wind blowing and people coming by. Diana speaks to many hikers as they pass. The first snippet is Diana discussing a solution to the problem of vandalism and graffiti in the tunnel. It was so bad, parents said, we can't bring our kids down here. Ceiling, everything. So we had some volunteers, and we all repainted them white, and we established a committee. If anybody wanted to put a mirror, they'd have to submit oh, okay. uh, their drawing. And so we've had some kids who wanted to show that graffiti was art. And this is one of them they did. And so... That, I'll show you the last one, that the first one down there we did. It was a kid from Tri-West. That's really cool. Yeah, I But the, because the graffiti was so bad, tight, our, one of our board members who uh, is a retired art teacher, I, she did this one, kind of changed the whole tone. Ah, okay. That one. We also wanted to something to do with Speedway because we're real close to Speedway here. And this was actually their commercial artists, and so they did this one. Here's a brief snippet where Diana explains the purpose of the mile markers on the trail. Somebody near White Lick Creek Bridge who ran off the trail and, and went unconscious. He was messing around. Somebody was right there and, and called in 911, and the fire department came and you know, took him back out. It was funny, the, uh, one of the uh, firemen then checked the weight on the bridge, and their truck was too heavy for it. Whoopsies. But they now have a smaller one. Okay. So that they can come. But they wanted to know how to find people. So what we've done with, well, Brownsburg's done, actually. They paid for it. It's taken the mileage 
and then every two tenths of a mile, put a sign up. So the one thirty-five point two, and then two tenths of a mile down this way. There's another one thirty-five. Uh-huh. Okay. And at, as we drive out, you'll see another one by one thousand. Okay. So if anybody's got any problems, they can know where they can tell them where they are. Oh, we can tell them where they are. Yeah. Now is that in? Because I know, like, uh, the Monon Trail has phones or something, right? Yeah. And and this isn't able to have phones yet. We're volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> We're a nonprofit. Right. <laughs> right. Well, what's the difference between the Monon and and this? It, does the city own Monon? Is oh, that what? Yes. They, okay. Oh, Indy Parks. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So they paid for it. Everything. So. So twenty six. Has it been twenty six years since you started this? In the fall of ninety two. How'd you get involved? Well, do we want to sit somewhere sure, in the shade? Sit. Yeah, that'd be great. Do you want the whole history? Yes, <laughs> I do. Okay. This is boring. <laughs> he's used to it by now. Oh, good. He's, he's been with me for a while. Ray Irvin, who was the Indy Trail Director way back had a meeting in Speedway okay. about trails. Okay. I was a bicyclist, and I was used to riding on the roads, but I didn't like them, and I've never efficient bicyclist. Like yeah. Me. So I didn't like riding with the cars. I went to that meeting and heard about this abandoning railroad corridor. Said, oh, okay. And then they learned I was from Hendricks County, and they said, you know, this goes into Hendricks County. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> this is like November, October of 92. Okay. So I came home. I live off 350 and look across the field and there's the there Bandit River. I started. I learned that Congress had passed a law that every state that gets their highway money must spend 10% on efficient transportation. And I think that was 89 or 91. Okay. And efficient transportation would be trails. Eventually, Diana and I sit down and we talk a bit about the history of the trail. So, the B&O... The B&O trail is the... And now, is that still a multi-county thing, or...? Well, we're walking, but I don't know if I'll ever see it. Okay. (laughs) But this is a pretty good dream. My dream was to ride my bike to Turkey Run on the trail, spend the night, come back. Ah, very nice. So much for that. So the B&O Trail Association is the big organization. Okay. We already own land in Marion County from Raceway to Tanzel. Okay. And we own most of the county, but we had to sell some of this that we owned to Brownsburg Parks because I had to write a check for over $400,000 to be our 20%. That's one thing. With NDOT money, you have to have 20% max. Oh, okay. This part, actually our first grant was from Governor Mitch Daniels. He had about $26 million for trails in the whole state. And because we only owned a thousand feet from Raceway this way, he gave us a hundred and seventy-five thousand, and so that's what was built—the first thousand feet—and okay. also 
Diane Vonnegut's memorial. So okay. Richard put money in for that, too. Okay. Then, when um, Obama was in and they had shovel-ready grants, we already owned from 267 then to 300 So we applied for a grant. We were ready to go. And we got actually a little bit over $3 million to, to do that. When we wanted to go from 267 west, that's when we had to have over $400,000 match. So we sold from that trail there, that part, to 267 to Brownsburg. Okay. Now, from here to 300 was not completed. Okay. Phil Parman, the park director, mm-hmm. you know, agreed to buy it, and then Brownsburg constructed this section, and then we sold them the 1.8 miles from 300 to 267. So a combination between that, we had it was three hundred and ninety thousand dollars for both of that, and then we had extra money. I could write a check and take it down to DNR, or take it down to NDOT, and say, "Okay, here's our money. Start." Start. Now, who were you buying this from? Landowners, or well, this is where it becomes really complicated, right? Because <laughs> you didn't know it, it would took forever to find out who owned what, right? In 94, they started a class action to determine ownership of all 600 miles of abandoned railroad corridor in Hendricks County of CSX. When they first started, there was an attorney up in Carmel, which I won't say his name, okay. but he was representing the Jason Landowners. Okay. He said, okay, it's all ours. There was a professor who came to work at IUPUI about a year before this all started, Denea Wright. And so she was teaching property law. Crawfordsville had the trail, Sugar Creek Trail, and they were being sued by adjacent landowners. This is ours. And the five Indiana judges said, yes, that's the adjacent landowners. Denea Wright wrote to each judge and said, that is not according to Indiana law. They abandoned their service, but not the right to the land. That started the whole class action. She actually instructed all of those young you know, attorneys and whatever how to determine who owns what. And they had to go back to the original deeds back in 1879 for mm-hmm. us to determine how it was bought. And, and and if I remember correctly, it was kind of a hodgepodge of what, what happened. They would say whatever they needed to say to get the right-of-way, right? Some of you them mean way right back? Away. Yeah, back in the 1800s. It was like right-of-ways, there were land purchases, there were... But there it was a hodgepodge, right? It was a hodgepodge, but in Hendricks County, the railroad turned out that they own 83%. Oh, okay. Now, in Marion... Putnam and Park, they only own about 20%. Oh. But in Hendricks County, they own 83%. Huh. Then there was a... De- that, that took nine years. Yeah. After that, the class action addressed every of the 36 counties in the state and gave each county a, what they call a declaratory judgment. 
they went through the all the adjacent landowners. They missed a couple, but mm-hmm. not much. And they had to tell them what was the title according to CSX. If it wasn't CSX, then it was a uh, superior interest for the adjacent landowners. If they want the adjacent landowners wanted to claim it, they would have to get a survey, legal description, file an affidavit, tie it into class action, pay taxes on it. Okay. Only one person did that. We were able to buy, or else we got donated. Dick Thompson, yeah. he donated his interest. Okay. And several others, are, we had to buy the rest of them. Okay. So we owned most of the county. There is a couple pieces going west that we haven't owned yet. But we are working at it, and it's been amazing. You know, when I first started, I was cussed out. You're taking all our land, all these terrible things, all these people are coming. And now... I go and talk to the the users, and they had been against it, and now they're on it, using it. Yes, because so, it is a wonderful thing to have. Isn't yeah, it, it really mean, is. And and yeah. they and all the fears of you know people walking through backyards and stuff like that that has uh, kind of subsided because of there's been an excellent uh, foliage put up and stuff like that. Well, actually, most of the land uh, the, the things around it were 100% or 100 years old that we didn't really put okay. anymore except we had we planted native plants native oh, seeds okay. now this past summer I haven't seen too many but they have been some places bee bombs and cone flowers and I've learned about cup plants and yes kinds I of saw things. that yeah <laughs> so now was there was there actual rail like pieces ties and oh they had to the railroad took most of it up. Okay. In fact, there was 11 bridges in Hendricks County uh-huh. that the railroad put up. We were we tried to get them to keep, especially White Lake Creek Bridge. Right. That went to Ohio where they had taken it up, and it was what they called rail banked, and they weren't supposed to take any up, and so that replaced a bridge there. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> now, is, is, is that the bridge that's over just west of 267? That's right. Okay. And the story behind that one is I had first gone to the Sugar Creek Trail in Crawfordsville, and when you cross the Sugar Creek, I had to stand on tippy toes to see out. I thought, no, we don't want that. That was way back. <laughs> no, we don't want that. And then about, oh, seven, eight years ago, Paul and I took a bike ride up into Carmel. And we saw this bridge where you can see out, and no matter how tall you are. Oh, neat. So I took a picture and gave it to our designer and said, this is what we want. <laughs> and the people love the bridge. Yeah. Finally, we talk about the next stages of the trail going west. Well, do you know about the $90 million? The 90 million? No, I don't. Tell me about the $90 million. Governor Holcomb. Yeah. Oh, the Next Level Trails? Yes. You guys got a grant? No, but we applied for a grant. Okay. And last September, I got an invitation by email to the governor's residence to talk about the $90 million. Okay. I found out it was not transferable. And afterwards, I found out, because I know people around the state with trails, that there were like 10 or 12 of us who were invited. Okay. It's so funny. You, when you go up there, the, you, 
tell them your name, and then the policeman up in front said, come on up and I'll show you where to park. So he showed me where to park, and I got out and went in, and there was no security. Oh. So I finally asked somebody, well, how come there wasn't any security? We checked you out ahead of time. <laughs> well, it was a meeting with DNR, NDOT, some people from towns, uh, bikers, biking groups, Harsty uh, groups, and us trail people. Unfortunately, they decided we ought to have 20% match <laughs> to make the go further. Oh. You can apply. But you can't you use the value of the land? You can, but you can't spend that. You can get $5 million, but you have to have $1.25 million as a match. Okay. At least. A lot of people, go, you know, Brownsburg Parks, other... Yeah, yeah. They can apply for lesser amounts, but everybody had to have 20% match. Okay. And a lot, what you, what raised you up in the possibilities of the grant is if you had more than 1.25 match. We end up with <clears throat> the value of our land, and then we had uh, about $235,000 of a match. We had a pledges. People could pledge up to four years because you had four years. Our sister organization, Speedway Trails Association, they got their first grant, and they got $4.9 million. Their match is Central Indiana Community Foundation, oh. and that gave them uh, $1.95 million. Okay. The thing to do... Hi, guys. Hi. We're waiting for our friends to get back. Okay. They went really far. So. <laughs> um, so they got, so the match? They got the match, and I'll show you what they got. Um, Central Indiana Community Foundation, about 1.95. Okay. And DNR, no. who is overseeing all this, on the first, and there are going to be three rounds. Uh -huh. And they got their award May 2nd. Okay. We the, went nowhere. Um, DNR really wanted really to get done in Marion County. Okay. So what, and I had, this didn't print all the way, but Marion County, or Speedway Trails, is going to go from Michigan Avenue, which will connect to the cultural trail, out to the eastern end of the Speedway Trail. The town of Speedway bought and conduct, constructed one point, about one and a half miles. Oh, okay. Fantastic. They also are going to go further west from here to about the middle of Farley Edition. Oh. Now, our application will take them from there all the way out to Raceway, and we own from Raceway to Tanzel already, okay. but we'll have to buy the rest. Okay. And then we want to go as far west as we can, hopefully to 50W okay. from 500. They have four years to do that, and they are starting to work. Marion County did agree if they people didn't want to sell they would use eminent domain. Oh, wow. And so that's going to be wonderful. Now, the Central Indiana Community Foundation pledged to us 1.25, but it has to be used in Marion County. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So, which is okay. Yeah. And, again, this Far West group has already, we've been established now for all about three or four years. Mm -hmm. And Carly Macer, who is the state representative, yeah. just, you know her? Yes. 
she actually started this group because she would come over here and hike and run. Oh, okay. And she said Raceway was just too dangerous to run on. And then, of course, we then we bought a raceway to Tanzo so she can come down Tanzo. Okay. But she has been the pusher to get that group. So we formed another group called Far West. They are a sub of the BNO Trail. Okay. And we have a um, MOU together with them. Okay. And tomorrow is the the walk run, and that's helping us raise funds for the Far West group. Oh, nice. And we've done them before, for the Far West. Huh. And then we want to go further west, of course, as far as we can. So so now, is this paved all the way to Raceway now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. And then all the way to 267? All the way to 500E. Oh, yeah, all the way to 500E, which, but there, last year, it seemed like it, there was a part that wasn't paved yet. Well, a couple years. Just a couple well, a couple of years ago, this section from here to to 300 wasn't paid. Okay. But Brownsburg did that. Okay. And then uh, early 2017, we had another grant, and we did from 267 two miles west, and also the parking lot. And we did that, and then uh, we donated it to Brownsburg. They had already bought it, but we paid for it and got it done. Okay. With so they grant. own the parking lot they, there at 260. They now they now own the parking lot. Yeah. Okay. But that's that's a section that we sold the lights. The lights over the okay. 267. Those, that must have been a bear. Yeah, that's the called a, a, a hooker. <laughs> no, that's not the name. There's another name. I learned about those lights from Fort Wayne because one of my friends who's a trail person up there was telling about these lights and she said it's been wonderful because the users can stop the traffic and then cross safely. Now we're trying to educate people because once they're passed and it starts flashing red, then you can just do what you normally do in a red flashing light. You stop and then continue. But we... Well, a lot of people don't do that yet. They don't do that yet. Yeah. And did you have to wait until Brownsburg had control over? No, that was part of our grant. Okay. I mean, by that time, they already had. Yeah, they had control. Uh, I didn't know if you had to fight with NDOT to get those well, over we, 267. We were. Typically, for, uh, NDOT uh, doesn't allow those. I know, that's what I was thinking. A couple. I mean, the plans and the design all take a long time. So we were working with NDOT for a couple years, uh, and they owned okay. 267. Then. When Brownsburg took over, yeah. and then we also were ready to construct, then Brownsburg, you know, we got to have that sign. So is Raceway on here? Well, it would have... Would be over here? Yeah, but it's not that far, but when I printed this out, no, that's fine. I just realized that it didn't do everything. Well, tell, tell me, though, so it's all the way to... And and after you... Can you cross two... I'm sorry, can you cross Raceway Road? Oh, yeah. And get... And is it paved to cross Raceway Road at all? No, but what you can do, if you when you leave here, mm-hmm. go on over to Raceway and drive mm-hmm. south. Okay. Because you can see east, we've got a border, but then... We've actually the Wayne Township Fire Department a couple years ago were willing to spray and mow that section. Okay. And then when we still own this, I said, Have you ever come to Hendrickson? 
Have you ever crossed? Have you crossed the county line? And I said to the tunnel. Well, that was stupid because they did spray, they did mow, but they came around and killed all these plants. Because uh -huh. I said to the tunnel. Okay. So we had some new volunteers who replanted because we wanted the native plants. But the Wayne Township Fire Department connector, the person that was on the far west, he got kicked off the fire department. So Hall just mowed that, and we're going to go back and spray it. But people are using it because you can see the. What's your favorite part of the six point? What's your favorite part of the six point two miles? Bridge. Over White Lake. Yeah. yeah, people really like that. Oh, it's a beautiful bridge. Uh, you cannot dispute that. But you like this part. This is and the tunnel. The tunnel was a lot of work because you know all the terrible graffiti. But now people love to see the tunnel and the murals. Yeah, now give me a timeline on when this showed up compared to the tunnel. The tunnel was there for a while, right? Well, the, when the tunnel was built, I even talked to the county This is between contractor. 200 and 300 or 300 and... 300's up there, 200's down okay. there. And, well, it turns out that the past county engineer then moved to this construction company was going to put this in. So I talked to him and I said, we want a Conspan tunnel. And he said, I said, there's some at Carmel and there's around the country. They're wonderful. So it was him. And I forgot the guy's name. Walt? No. Reader? It seems to me it was another name. Okay. Anyway, he uh, put that, uh, he designed that and put that in. Very cool. Um, but we also, at that same time, right after that, we had to buy a little section between the tunnel and 1,000. One okay. And we, uh, it was done differently than INDOT wanted, but the guy adjacent to the trail didn't want us to take the full 40 feet, so we just bought 20 feet. And then we paid for the the construction from the east side of the tunnel to 1,000. But the rest of it was all grants through NDOT and um, the Shovel Ready Oh, okay, stuff. the so, Shovel Ready program. Yeah, yeah. So what can people do to help the trail now? Besides donating big money? Yeah. It's <laughs> always a good time. <laughs> volunteers. We always need volunteers to help take care of the trail. We just got a notice earlier this week that a, trail, tr a tree was down, and it was right by Larry Cranfold's. Okay. Right across the trail and even on, almost onto his fence. Oh, okay. So we call and his... Uh, Steve Moore, the board member, went out and had to cut it up. Thank goodness we have trail users tell us what the problems are. So that's wonderful. How do they tell you? Through By the Facebook, oh, Facebook or, for, or from my email okay. when they know me. But we always need volunteers to help at all because there's always work to do. And it's, we're all nonprofits and we're just all volunteers. I want to thank my guest, Diana Virgil, president of the B&O Trail. Thanks for joining us on Connecting Counties. I'm Gus Piercy. This has been Connecting Counties with your host, Gus Piercy, presented by Duke Energy. Duke Energy offers these tips for understanding your bill. 
Check the number of days in your billing cycle. Most bills are for 30 days, but there are times when the billing cycle is shorter or longer. If there are more days in the bill, it could be higher. Look at average kilowatt hour uses per day. At first glance, your bill may look higher, but if your average use is similar to the same time last year or in a month with similar extreme temperatures, it's a normal bill. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232.